Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon. And you should, too. Go to patreon.com slash grown-up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Listeners to episode 106 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know that Mo is here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> In this episode, we'll check Check out the new Hulu comedy murder mystery series starring two of the three amigos. Relive the tale of Commander Shepard, the legendary edition of a classic game franchise, and play a cooperative board game where you're on a mission to capture sacred treasure from a perilous island. We'll talk about those topics and many more, but first, it is time for some fourth listener email. We know the three of us are going to listen, and if anybody else listens and they bother to write in, we know that's got to be the fourth listener. The fourth listener this episode is Patrick. Uh, Patrick wrote in the subject of his email is Snake Eyes Origins. Oh, Cool. Mo, last episode, you were talking about the, the new Snake Eyes movie yeah, that you checked yeah, out, yeah. and you quite enjoyed it, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And Patrick says, loved your take on the Snake Eyes origin film, and while the movie was a good action flick, it did deviate quite a bit from the character's original comic book origins. Oh. Hmm. See, I never read the comic book, so I didn't know that. I, I wasn't a huge G.I. Joe comic books fan either. I mean, I collected them just because it was on the cartoon in the afternoons, but I didn't read them religiously or anything. Well, you're in luck because Patrick is going to give us an education, so get ready. Oh. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> Patrick did know the legend uh, from the comic book. So here's what I learned from Patrick. He says, Snake Eyes was living a life of strict self-denial and seclusion in the High Sierra with a pet wolf named Timber when he was recruited for the G.I. Joe team. Hmm. He was critically injured very early on after being recruited by G.I. Joe, where he was physically disfigured and lost the ability to speak. Ah, I always uh-huh. thought he was blind. I didn't know he was mute. I did, you had mentioned that, George. I yeah. didn't realize. He, but he had that chrome shield over his face. Right, you never saw it. Yeah. Uh, he was also always depicted as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed character if he was ever shown in flashbacks. Hmm, who knew? Okay. Again, the race changes aren't an issue, and I thought the movie did build a decent alternative origin that works in the movie format. He said aren't an issue, right? Yes. Not are an issue. Aren't. Or not. Aren't. Yeah, I was yeah, just clarifying because it was no, hard no, to tell. No, no he, was, <laughs> he was very happy with it. He did not find that to be an issue at all. He, he also, like us, found it to be a really good film and maybe a good basis for uh, a G.I. Joe movie universe if they choose yeah. to go that direction. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It could definitely be my second favorite after Marvel. Yeah, could be. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick wraps it up by saying, keep up the great shows, Patrick. We will cool. do our best, Patrick. You betcha. Thanks. Yeah. We appreciate you for writing in. If uh, you would like to write in, if you'd like to have your email featured here on the show, it's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one. And most of them, like Patrick's, make the show. All right. Stick around. Right after this break, we're going to get into the meat of the show. Hello. 
welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Mom, can we play the radio all night? All night. Good thing I bought the Energizer. <laughs> of all leading brands, nothing outlasts the Energizer from EverReady. Nothing outsnaps it. Nothing outadds, outwalks, outplays, outtapes, outshines, outlasts it. Nothing. The Energizer even outlasted Susie. The Energizer. Long life. Energize me. Let's get going with media. As always, it could be whatever we are checking out in media. It could be uh, films or music or television or books or whatever it is. And Mo, I want to know what you are checking out in media. What do you got? So actually, this is an older show. I mean, since second season, it's Lego Masters, right? We all watch oh, it. Yeah. Right? We all like Lego it. Masters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. I'm a little bit behind, but I'm loving it. Yeah. So- Second season, I'm thinking there's a fix-in, personally, because the last couple of episodes, there's the two brothers that did awesome in that very first episode. Remember, they did like that dragon- the two sushi chef brothers? Because yeah. when you say two brothers oh, on that's right. this there's show, brothers there. there's like four different sets of brothers yeah. this time. <laughs> the non-twins, Asian ones who did the dragon. Right. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which, which if they had names, I probably should use that. But the last couple of challenges, they came in second. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I thought, personally, this is just, you know, just up for opinion here. I thought their stuff was better than anybody else's, but I'm like starting to wonder, like, are they doing that just kind of keep the tension going on the show or not have somebody kind of running away with it? Because it seems like their stuff was just so much better than what came in first. And I'm like, eh, it just seemed kind of sketchy to me. I don't know if I agree. I mean, so okay, the last show that I watched, I haven't watched the most recent one. But the last one I watched was The Windmills. Right. And mm-hmm. in that one, I think their windmill got damaged before the final one more than the people who won plus the people who won had all the cool little bobbly flower things that made it a more appealing sculpture I okay thought. okay i wonder where you're going with that i wonder if you were saying that because uh, again i'm not caught up like, like mm-hmm. george i might be one or two behind but i wonder if you were going to say that you thought that maybe the fix was in they were someone was getting voted higher than they should but you're saying actually you think someone's being held down so they're not running away with it is what you're that's the approach you're saying that's what it kind of seems to me huh. again because some of the chris's when you catch up let me know but I'm like just wondering, I don't know, maybe it's just me because it all is very subjective, of course. It is, yeah. But the stuff that they built, I'm like, okay, so that's clear winner. Like, oh, they came in second. I'm like, what? So I don't know, maybe people out there listening, if you watch the show, have an opinion, I'd love to hear it. But I don't know, it just seemed a little like they don't want this one team to constantly win sort of thing. It's possible. I mean, for me, honestly, I know I'm not a Lego master by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) So whenever they're criticizing their sculptures, I tend to go, okay, well, maybe because I I don't really know. Like, yeah. I've never been to a Lego competition. Mm-hmm. I don't know Good if, point. you Good know, point. colors do this or shapes do that. I, I don't really understand. <laughs> I know what looks cool to me. Are they holding them down? 
maybe I think also maybe it's just that some of the challenges are geared more towards certain people could be, than they could are be. toward the other ones. So, or maybe Mo just has a favorite team and he's mad when they don't win. Maybe that's what <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> they are my favorite team of the group. I'm I'm with Mo on that one. If that's his favorite, they're likable like too. They are yeah. for sure. Yeah, and yeah. Like I, said, I mean, and I don't want to take anything away from the other people either. I mean, people built some pretty amazing frick. Like George said, I'm no master. I couldn't even comprehend how to start building one of those things. Right. Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all impressive. Now, if I had a room full of free Legos like they do, maybe yeah, I could come up with something cool. And an instruction days. book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not free form, no. And unlimited time. Yeah, then we could probably right. figure it out. But yeah, yeah it's cool because they like say I still enjoy the show, but I'm yeah. like, the next episode, I'll see where it's going with that. I so. will say okay. I was a bit creeped out by the brother-sister. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, the but yeah. decent-looking sister and the brother who's kind of skinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That felt a little creepy to me. That's all I'm saying. They, they <laughs> ugh, just, I don't know what was going on there, but it wasn't all Lego building. That's all I mean. <laughs> <laughs> a little okay. too handholdy for my taste, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I much. kept thinking that they were like the married couple from season one that won the. Thing. They actually kind of seem that way, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. came across that way to me. And then, like third episode, they mentioned about brother sister. I'm like, what? Like, no, <laughs> that's a Law and Order SVU episode right there. <laughs> you and your Law and Order addiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we go down too far down that track, let's just jump over to you, John, because this could get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Not us, just George. It's okay. We keep going, whatever. Yeah, I'm the only one on the register right now. Uh, Well, last time we uh, we spoke, I was looking forward to a new series that that was coming out on Hulu, Mm -hmm. and it stars two of the three amigos, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Steve Martin and Martin Short, along with Selena Gomez. And this is a new series. They released three episodes on the first day, and this is a series called Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah. Dun-dun. Yeah. Dun-dun. No, no, no. (laughs) Not not Law & Order. It's not another Law & Order series. (laughs) This is a comedy, whodunit, mystery drama, it's everything kind of rolled into one a bit. I mean, first of all, all three of the stars, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez are executive producers. They're all part of it. And they're short, bite-sized things. I think each episode's like 30, 35 minutes. They're easy to consume. The premise is that all three of these people, they don't know each other. They just live in this building in Manhattan, a very expensive building to live in. Uh, Steve Martin, you're going to love this, George. He is a washed up actor who starred on an old Law and Order-esque TV series. Awesome. <laughs> and he gets recognized all the time. He's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's uh, that's who I am. <laughs> and then Martin Short plays a character who is kind of wannabe theater director who has tons of bad decisions behind him. He's like passed on every good play ever, but has lots of bad plays in his, under his belt. And you don't know what's up with Selena Gomez. You're like, well, she's a young person. Why is she there? She's not rich. How is she staying in this place? All that doesn't matter. You find out all that stuff. The point is, in the first episode, <laughs> someone is murdered. And the three of them, they end up going next door to this bar. And they're sitting at the same booth together. And they find out they're all three addicted to the same true crime podcast. And so they start talking about it. <laughs> and they realize, well, we got to find out what's up with this murder. We're not getting back in the building. We should start our own podcast. Wouldn't every podcaster want to be there at the beginning of the crime? So they decide to start their own podcast to solve the murder that happened in the their own building oh. and hilarity ensues. That's hilarity kind of the premise. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, it's just a really kind of tongue in cheek thing. 
Um, it's about people who love true crime podcasts and they make fun of people who like true crime podcasts. Of course, the actor is trying to be super dramatic reading the podcast and the director is super owning the podcast <laughs> and it's not doing great. Selena Gomez looks and goes, oh, we got four downloads. It's not going great. It is a lot of fun just seeing these people together, just chewing on the scenery and having fun with it. I, I really, really recommend it. It's something that you should check out. Have you looked at any of it? Have either you watched any no, of these? Not, not, I don't have yet, to though no. now. You've given me the whole first three episode synopsis, so I'm good. I can just keep on watching the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But you're going to miss out if you start at four. You should pick it up at the beginning. Okay, Good stuff. I'll, I'll go back and start back over. It's on Hulu. Well, well worth your time. I think you'll all dig it. All so. right, cool. I'll take a look for it. Yeah. George, how about you? What have you been checking out in Media Man? Uh, something not nearly as worth your time as that is, it seems. Uh, I Ooh. went this week, actually, right before we recorded this podcast, I went uh, Wednesday night and saw The Green Knight. This ah, is the new oh, film yeah. that just came out in theaters a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, I watched it too. Yeah. I wanted to point out something about the film because I'm starting to notice a trend with a particular company. This is a film that is produced in part by a company called A24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? You've probably seen them on several other films. And I'm yep. pointing this out for our fourth listener, Marcus who oh. absolutely loves A24's other offering, Midsummer. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> those who don't know the story, he absolutely hates Midsummer <laughs> with a passion. If he could, he would probably go on some kind of rampage in Hollywood about it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of his most reviled films of all time. A24 seems to have made a very similar stylistic film to Midsummer with this Green Knight movie. I watched it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They are seem to be adhering closely to the original literature yeah, of the story. Are. Yep, absolutely. So much so that I always knew him as Gwen, but they're calling him Garwin, which right. is, I guess, from the original literature. Mm. And during parts of the movie... They don't really pause, but it's kind of like a little segue from one segment to a next where there's some text on the screen that gives a descriptive of the story. looks like that it probably came from the literature itself. They put it in an old Mm. English font up on the screen. It blends in with the background sometimes. It's a very interesting film. That's a good word for it. A little difficult to watch (laughs) if you're not prepared for it being that kind of film. Now, if you're prepared ahead of time that it's a Midsummer-esque type film in its cinematography more than anything, Mm -hmm. then I think you can probably enjoy it if you like the original Arthurian tales and legendary stuff that goes along with it. If you're not prepared for it, you're absolutely going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> so we're talking like like trippy things happening and weird on screen. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. My wife is a nut for Arthurian legend stuff, and she started watching it and said, I stopped watching it. I couldn't watch anymore. Yeah. So Arthurian legend, one of my favorite films of all time from that stuff, and maybe a lot of people don't think it's a good film, but I loved it, was Excalibur. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah this course. is by far not that. No. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. I didn't horribly hate the Sean Connery version of this story. Uh, I kind of did. Okay. I mean, (laughs) it was trying too hard to be a shorter version of Excalibur, in my opinion. And it didn't do it well. This, I want to like it. The main actor in it, uh, you'll recognize him from uh, Slumdog Millionaire. He was the main character there. I know him from the original British TV sitcom and drama Skins. Yep, yep. He was on okay. the first two seasons of that show. I really like him. He's a great He's actor. He's awesome. And I thought he did a great job in this film. They had a couple of other actors in there that I recognized, mm-hmm. but it was hard to absorb. That's the best way I can describe hmm. it. 
I watched it and I think I'm on the same plane as you here on this one, George. It's like the acting was great, right? The scenery was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But something about it just was like, it just seemed like it was a lot of work to watch it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm. And I think that all comes from the edit and the cinematography. Set yeah. design, check. Acting, check. <laughs> Directing, maybe. I maybe it's really okay tell. Yeah, with the material. But it was just, it had a weird pace to it also. Mm-hmm. And then the whole ending, I don't want to give the thing away. Not that anyone's going to see it now. Well, we said all this. 400-year-old <laughs> piece of literature. I think we're okay. But the way they did the ending diverted, though, from the literature. It did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, but that was like, okay. It reminded me a lot of like why I don't like a lot of foreign films in the sense that they don't reconcile things completely at the end necessarily. So like American films do. You didn't stay all the way through the credits then, did you? Oh, I guess I did. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Oh, I was so proud of myself. What that I made to the credits. <laughs> I was like, I made to the right, credits. Yeah, you were like, oh, credits, I'm out. <laughs> he was so happy to be done to that yeah. point. <laughs> oh, there's an after credits thing. It is kind of like getting smacked in the face with a wet fish for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm. But you can't really get up out of your seat. Yeah, you're like, you really, yeah. I'm supposed to be sophisticated thing. enough to like this. That's yeah. kind of how I felt. <laughs> I'm a smart guy. I should like this. <laughs> it was like the lighthouse. It's like, I'm apparently too oh stupid god. to enjoy right. this movie, right? <laughs> that was a weird movie. Oh my god. Let's not even But go yes, there. there is a credit scene at the very, very end of the credits. Huh, and okay. as a matter of fact, the credits are rolling on top of it a little bit at the end. Last 30 seconds of the movie. Oh, jeez. All right. Now I gotta go back and find that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that it clears up the ending. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I've read a few forum posts on it, and it does seem to clear up the ending a little bit back to the original literature. Okay, okay. Mm. I'll check that out then. So is it ultimately worth the work? It sounds... Uh, I don't know. I think I know the answer to this. Is it worth the effort? Yeah. I, I'm not intelligent enough to say, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody who's smarter and knows a hell of a lot more about film, I think, has to answer that question. For me, it's an A-list entry. I could definitely be okay with it being one of my A-list slots. I wouldn't want to pay cash for it, though. So you're not mad you saw it. Like, it wasn't really worth your time. You didn't have a great time seeing it. And I'm happy I didn't invite my family to it either. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see. It was only an A-list slot for one person yeah yeah what about you mo is it worth the time worth the effort want that time back or no no you know i actually want i mean when i started watching it i sat and watched the whole thing like i didn't feel need to get up and leave and you know it kept my attention you know which i guess is something that's something yeah so i think there's something there in the movie i I guess i would say you should see it because one the acting is pretty good is excellent and i should say and the scene and the way they kind of reinterpreted stuff was very interesting to me but i guess one thing to say about is i'm still thinking about we're still talking about it afterwards so it does say something about it but a movie shouldn't feel like work yeah it definitely did feel like work though you're right actually did feel like work well it hasn't surpassed pig at least pig is still ahead of the green oh no (laughs) but there's something i forgot and you Uh just reminded me of it there is a preview on this movie for a goddamn film named lamb i don't know what the hell is it with these (laughs) single animal named films this year yard animal films of the year (laughs) but there is a movie called lamb the fucking lamb is born the people are walking it on its hind legs like it's a person wearing a raincoat in a field there's some crazy Nicolas Cage shit going on in this trailer. Well, there's a film I need to see. Oh, out. yeah, I'm oh, checking yeah. that out. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. 
As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You do everything halfway. Mother! You're using only half a toothpaste. Tommy needs fluoride paste to fight cavities. Half a toothpaste. Right, I want gel for fresh breath. Half a toothpaste, too. Get both halves with Aquafresh. All the cavity-fighting fluoride of the leading paste and all the breath freshener of the leading gel concentrated in one toothpaste. Fluoride. And breath freshener. Double protection Aquafresh fights cavities and freshens breath. Let's get into tech and toys. Mm-hmm. I think we all three have something today, which is pretty good. So let's kick it off with you, George. What do you I got for us today? I think that's guaranteed. As long as you have something, you know there's going to be gonna have something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I have something that's actually kind of interesting, but George, let's kick it off with you. What do you got? Yours is probably way more interesting than mine. Mine is another one of my 50th birthday gifts. Okay. It is another Pop Funko vinyl. This one is a two-foot-tall jumbo zombie Deadpool. Oh, the big ones. One yeah. of those big things, yeah. I got the mm-hmm. small one, I think. I have no idea. That, <laughs> like, I think one of my kids got it for me. I had no idea it was something he was looking at. I love Deadpool. The Marvel zombie universe thing was a really cool storyline mm-hmm. that I still haven't finished reading. But zombie Deadpool, so you combine those two things. That's awesome. I don't know how he became a zombie because he's already dead. He's Deadpool. So a zombie <laughs> Deadpool seems redundant or derivative, maybe. He's undeadpool, maybe? I, I don't know. Undead Deadpool. <laughs> but he is certainly grotesque. Like half his mask is torn off and his face is all zombified. Even worse looking than it is in the movies, if you can believe that or not. Oh, wow. Uh, I love it. I can't show it to you guys on screen right now because it is in my man cave that I'm redesigning and rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Now that I've yep. kicked that child out of my house, who gave Woo-hoo. me the toy? So, <laughs> thanks for the gift. Get out. That's yeah. right. <laughs> cool. But that's honestly that's the only thing I have. I love it. I'm sure it's terribly expensive. I wouldn't recommend anybody purchasing it. <laughs> eh, we'll throw a link on there. <laughs> if you can get it as a gift, though, right? A, if you get it as a, a gift, number it's one. a fun gift. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, it's a toy. I'm more interested in tech. Mo, what do you have for that subject? Well, this is an interesting this little story behind this. I was cleaning up my, well, not a very long story. I was cleaning up my desk. And you know how like in the back of your like long drawer, you always find like discovering like pens or some shit back there you've got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A key to something. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I found three rolls of undeveloped film. I have some of that too. Okay. From 19 something, right? Because <laughs> I don't know what to do. Can you go to Walmart anymore? So I, I was like, know. yeah. So I was thinking, of, like, what the hell? So, of course, went to Google, looked up film development, and there's a website called mpix.com and I'll throw a link into the show notes okay. that still does film developing. You pay for it, do everything online. They give you a shipping label and everything so you don't have to pay for shipping. Okay. You ship it to them. They develop the film. They digitize it all for you. Nice. Oh, and then they send you a link so you can download the digital versions and then they send you back the negatives. Okay, so you don't get prints back or you do nope, get prints you don't get back. prints back at all. You just get back digital. So it better be cheap. Well, I'm thinking it's regardless of the number of exposures on the film roll. It's normally nine bucks a roll 
roll, but I did three. So it came down to about six and change a roll. Is that with shipping? Yeah, that includes shipping everything. Six bucks a roll and multiples of three. Hmm. So it cost me a little little more than 20 bucks to get all three developed, which wasn't, I didn't think that was horrible. That doesn't seem terribly horrible. It doesn't sound radical to me. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't horrible. It's cheaper than getting film developed. I mean, granted, I'm not getting physical prints. But who uses physical prints these days, you know? That was my point. Because at mm-hmm. least when you got film developed in the old days, and I'm feeling another backtrack topic coming on. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you got those physical prints. You were only charged for the ones you that wanted to keep yeah. in some cases, or right. if they yep. were bad prints or something, yep. you didn't have to pay for them at all. This is a different model for a old dead technology. Seems kind of interesting. Yeah. Of course, I, when I got the pictures back, I realized that some of this film was 20 years old. Wow. The film had obviously degraded or whatever happens because the pictures, mm-hmm. most of the pictures were not very good. All of them had the colors were off for sure. But some of them, and not many, but enough of them had enough contrast still that when I switched mm-hmm. to black and white, they look good. Like, ah, so the colors were off because of the age of the 35 yeah. millimeter film? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was yeah. a thing. Okay. Yeah. Over time, they oxidize and certain colors start. It, it happens. Even if you keep them in the little plastic yeah. tubes and stuff? Yeah, ah. they're not huh. made to last forever. But still, hmm. though, I mean, I was really happy. I found pictures of my daughter's like seventh birthday party. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So I had that and I found some. I mean, just I was I sent pictures to, you know, all the kids. Like, here's, here's a picture of you I found. Here's a picture of Zachary playing soccer and, you know. And I was thinking about it, I was like, that's pretty cool. And then, of course, MPix, they make their money off selling like mugs and calendars and oh, that kind of stuff. Okay. Right. Right. Now that you have this, these photos that you remember, yeah, exactly. what would you like it on? Mouse pad, t shirt. Here's a commemorative plaque. Exactly. Can I charge you $500? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you want an eight by 10 foot picture of this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's something to do there. A mural. Um, so right. that's where they make the money, which is fine. They sent me the negatives back. So I have those. And mm-hmm. granted, it's old film. And even though I maybe got 10 good pictures out of three roles, to be quite honest. I'm happy I got those 10 because it's definitely pictures I never would have seen before. And it brings back memories, which is the whole point. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it was pretty cool. I said, I throw a link down there, but as far as a company, I mean, they do a good job. They send you a a shipping label. So you just got to throw the film in there, snap this label on, drop it in the mailbox. As soon as they get it, you get an email notification saying, oh, we got it. It's being processed. It'll take 24 to 48 hours. Two days later, I got an email. Here it is. Here's a link. Go check them out and download them. Hmm. So couldn't complain about anything with it. The service was really good, though. I was pretty happy. I was very, very happy with it. Sweet. Yeah. So that's what I got. Right. So Mpix. Yep. Mpix.com. So, John, what do you got for us? Uh, I want to talk about something that uh, you alluded to very briefly, I think, last time we spoke from the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Mm-hmm. One of the vendors there had these little Lego buildable arcade cabinets. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Mo referred to it briefly because you stole his fucking game. So he claimed <laughs> that I purchased the last Cubert inspired one. I'm done. Yes, like right. I bought the this. last one. Mo, Someone when you went there, one. did mm-hmm. they have any others? No, they didn't. Actually, actually, my daughter was looking to buy mm-hmm. a gift for mm-hmm. taking it to the Southern Gaming Expo. Oh, even worse. She was he looking for that a one. Gift directly out of your daughter's hand. Oh my goodness. And they specifically said a guy bought okay. the last one of all the sets of like he bought. They one didn't of say each. which guy. He was just this big a guy. Wreck it Ralph looking guy. jerk who said, "I'm going to buy this before my friend's daughter buys it." I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> but she did, I did get a couple of the other ones. So, you know, I'm going to wreck his good time. Right? That's right. <laughs> so my daughter just, she was crushed, but that's okay. So John, tell us about these things. <laughs> <laughs> these are created by a company called Build Better Bricks. They're nicknamed B3. 
And their whole claim to fame is they create their own sets out of genuine Lego. Mm -hmm. They buy Lego bricks in bulk. They create their own sets. And the sets they create are, they're not that big of a deal. They're only maybe 10 to 20, 50 pieces or so. The things that make them that interesting are they print their own custom labels. I was most intrigued by these arcade cabinet sets they had. And I bought, I think, six or seven sets at 10 bucks a pop. That's a lot of money probably to spend on these little toys. It was the only thing I really purchased at the at the show. And they're they're slightly named differently. I got a yeah. Donkey Kong cabinet called Bricky Kong. Yeah. I got a Tron cabinet called Block. They had a Frogger cabinet called a Froggy, I think, you know. So I've started building several of them. I actually put a couple of them up on our YouTube channel to look at. What I'm finding as I build more and more of them is every single one of them is really identical. Yeah. And they, they're built the same way. There's nothing unique about them. The thing that makes them stand out, where the value is, is in the creativity, what they did with the design of the decals and kind of the cleverness that they, oh, what is it? Pac-Man? We'll call it Dot-Man. Okay, it's not quite Pac-Man. Right. And the artwork is also very jagged like even the artwork is built out of lego as well it's really cute what i missed out on what i wish i had done and we'll we'll, we'll give you a link down in the show notes to look in addition to these arcade cabinets they have a whole line of not just arcade cabinets but arcade sets they have things like ski ball and air hockey and claw machines and pinball and so other arcade-esque uh, yeah items. other arcade okay. things a, a dance dance revolution machine it's the creativity <laughs> of the toys you can build. So in reality, I thought I want all these arcade machines until I built two or three. And I'm like, oh, they're all kind of the same. It's just the stickers. So I'm not taking anything away from them. It is clever and creative. I have found after building several, I didn't need the all of identical ones. I could have gotten two or three and then got a pinball and got a ski ball and got some other stuff. So Uh, they're really neat. I do like them. And so now I almost want to take it back. But the plan was coming into this is to let you know that my I'm going to give you my <gasps> Kubrick because I found Oops. that I don't need it. <laughs> we, we, maybe well, we shouldn't have given him so much crap. Hmm. But do I do I still want to do that? Let me think. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I, have, I have very little pride, so I will totally take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I definitely want you to have it. After building a few, I, I held back on that one, thinking that maybe I should gift it to you. But I think really, especially now that I realize, you know, I don't really need it, and you'll get much more out of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one to you because I think you'll get much more out of it. And I'm gonna reinvest and maybe buy a pinball machine or some of those others. Yeah. So uh, if you like building Lego, definitely check out the link uh, down in the show notes to look at these. Even if you don't want to buy them, you should check them out. They're really cool looking. I do see a piece of missed opportunity, though, for them in the advertising world. What's that? You said their Build Better Bricks is the name of the company. Uh Yeah. And they go by B3. Mm -hmm. They do. They should have gone by B-Cubed. Because they're cubed. They're bricks. Oh. Uh, Maybe they do. Maybe it's called B-Cubed. I'm just saying it wrong. Maybe they are (laughs) B-Cubed. Well, I guess it depends on whatever logos they have. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. We'll give them credit for B-Cubed. They're pretty darn clever. Maybe it is B-Cubed. Maybe so. It is B-Cubed. Well, if they weren't using it before, I get a damn royalty now. <laughs> they can use it now. <laughs> give George a dollar every time yeah. you say it. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's looking at the stuff they have in the site. It's pretty cool because they even have like the sit-down arcade machines and they have like different mm-hmm. types. I mm-hmm. mean, yep. I, I can see getting like a couple of different of each different type, not getting like said, right, a bunch exactly. of the same ones. Yeah. Turns out I didn't need a hundred of one. Right? No, it's perfect if you want to 
build like a little Lego arcade. Right. It's great for that kind of stuff. You can mm-hmm. put your little ski ball yep. machines over on one yep. side. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe they have a snack counter or a little prize counter or something you can build out, you know, whatever you want to do. But it, it seems like a neat little idea. Obviously, the stickers are the main focal point. Yeah, for it sure. Is. Yeah, for sure. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Six six twelve. You got a cold, you should know these numbers. Six six twelve, Mr. Brady? Look, these help six symptoms. This one's six. But Tristan relieves twelve? Come on. It's true. Bear or Tylenol help these six symptoms. Contact these six. But Tristan relieves all twelve of these cold symptoms. I'll try the Dristan. You were right about Dristan. I feel much better. Look better, too. Tablets or capsules, Dristan relieves 12 cold symptoms. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Three rounds in the GXG and we are all road weary and beat down from the last time we did this segment at no. SFGE. Yeah. So we're in the later rounds of this boxing match, ladies and gentlemen. Some more beat down than others. Yeah. We do have three competitors who would like to speak this week as to the games that they are playing. Could be board games, could be video games, could be games that we're not supposed to talk about in front of the FBI. Who knows? But all I know is we got three games to talk about this week, and I am very interested to find out what John has been playing lately. Yeah, so I have very much been anticipating the next entry in the Far Cry series. I've loved every game in that Mm -hmm. series. Far Cry 6 keeps getting delayed and keeps getting delayed. Now it's coming out in October Allegedly of this year, early or October. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. This year. It's supposed so to be. Far Cry six. They've had six of them or this will be the sixth one. Now? This, this will be, the, be sixth the sixth one. one. Ah, well, okay. actually, there have been more than there have been about seven of them because there was a three and a half. There was Blood Dragon. There yeah. Been more. Uh, there. Yeah. There have been five yeah. numbered ones and some middling ones. But yes. So we were up to five. Six is coming out in October. And I've really been wanting to play more. Far Cry 5 was the last one. However, I felt that going back and playing radical cultists in the Midwest of the United States was a little too on the nose to play in the (laughs) current environment right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I dabbled back into Far Cry 4 and I opened that up and I realized I had pretty much played everything there was to play in that and I was done. But I realized I had some DLC in Far Cry 4 that I had not touched. Oh, just, just sitting there? Just sitting there. Wow. And I, looking through the list, I remember Oh, yeah. There's a piece of DLC for Far Cry 4 called Valley of the Yetis. Oh, my God. Have you never played this? In his damn, now he's on iced Bigfoots, like iced lattes. It's all about Bigfoot. It is. 
So Can't get away from it. I'll start by saying if you happen to have played Far Cry 4, if you, if you haven't, it's mm-hmm. cheap to get right now. Yeah. If you do have it, you can get this DLC today anywhere for like five bucks. It's super cheap to get to expand Far Cry 4. And I've been having so much fun with it. What they do is they effectively, no matter what you're doing in the regular game, they treat this as if you had gone off in a helicopter on another mission and you crash on this isolated region okay. that is not accessible from anywhere else just by helicopter. And you crash in this valley, Valley of the Yetis, oddly enough, right? <laughs> and uh, you crash and your helicopter pilot has been taken away and you have nothing. It's just you have zero, no inventory. So it's like you're restarting the game almost, it sounds like. It is kind of like restarting the game, but with all the knowledge of how to play the game, of course. Okay. You can build skills up again, you, your expansion of weaponry and how many weapons you can carry mm-hmm. again. But it's with this whole new story of rescuing the pilot and you find this base right away. The first base you liberate becomes your home base for the game. And throughout mm, the no. game, each night, you have to defend the base from an onslaught of people who worship the Yeti and are trying to keep you from getting whatever idol they have that who knows what's going on in this Valley of the Yeti. If you, if you like that Far Cry series, it's a way to go back. It's a whole game that's just like Far Cry 4 with a whole new series. It's what DLC should be. Mm-hmm. But unlike an expansion on the game, what I loved about it was it kind of was a reset. You take your character you know, they give him a little, hey, I crashed and I lost all my stuff and I get to reset and play a whole new series. And plus, there's these big freaking Bigfoot to fight <laughs> all over the place. And let me tell you, they do not go down easily. You have to take an elephant gun after them or unload about two giant racks of machine gun into their head before they will even start breathing heavy. No, really? Yeah. And by the way, if you're in a car and you're running from them, they can chase you in a car. They're pretty damn fast on foot. So So it's an older game. And if you're looking for something like that, that single player adventure, it's something that I have, once I found it, I've been going back to again and again, because it's scratching that itch of what I'm anticipating in Far Cry 6. If you're, if you're eager for that kind of game and cheap, cheap to pick up. Up and you just expand on an old game if you've got it. So that's pretty cool. Far Cry 4, Valley of the Yetis, a lot of fun I'm having with that. Nice. George, how about you? What have you been exploring in the world of games? Uh, well, I did a similar thing for you this week. Uh, I went back to an old game, an old favorite awesome. of mine, uh, mainly because, you know, I'm on this new beefed up rig and I haven't played a lot of games on this. And I finally just recently got the video card hooked up to my two desk monitors and my television mm-hmm. here in my man cave office, the big 40 some odd inch television in the, like the 20 inch room type of thing that I have. <laughs> and I wanted to, play something that would be visually stunning, but I also wanted to play something that I could start playing right away without having to figure out a bunch of stuff. So I opened up and played Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. Ah, I know mm-hmm. you're a huge Mass Effect fan. Yeah, I love Mass Effect. Uh, the Legendary Edition incorporates all the original three Mass Effect stories. Okay. And there are a few slight differences that I found so far. The whole leveling up system is slightly revamped, but awesome people that they are at Bioware, you can choose to use that new revamp system, or you can use the classic system, whichever nice. you're... Oh, that's smart. Okay. So they don't just that's change nice. something without telling you or taking it away from you. You have the option. Okay. I 
created my character. I did the whole little facial design thing that was so awesome back in the day because not a lot of games had that sort of thing then. Mm-hmm. I created a completely ugly Commander Shepard this time. So, <laughs> you know, all the people being attracted to him just looks funny now with the screen, that, <laughs> with the character I've designed. I've played through the first couple of missions so far, which are a lot of fun. You know, you go to that planet. They discovered the beacon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember all that stuff, but then you kind of interface with the beacon at the end of that mission. And all of a sudden, all those memories are stuck in your head and you're halfway crazy. I <laughs> love the whole thing. Love revisiting the characters and the archetypes in the storyline. It's fun to do, especially when there's been enough time that's passed since the last time you played it that you've forgotten Mm -hmm. a lot of it so i'm remembering the things as they happen but i'm not remembering them ahead of time so it's still fun and exciting it's probably not unlike going back to a place you visited or lived 10 or 20 years ago right it's like that nostalgia of like oh remember that place remember that place we used to visit there it's kind of yeah i mean an old game you played or a world you played you know if i enjoyed it sure Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) not all the places in my past did i enjoy revisiting but (laughs) Good point, good point. (laughs) No, this one, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I do enjoy the revisiting aspect of it, the nostalgia. You're right. That's a big part of it as well. It's not that I'm giving up on, you know, like Cyberpunk 2077 or any of the new games Mm -hmm. that I have for this box either, but I just wanted to pick something up and play it and be immediately in the game, knowing what I'm doing. Like you were talking about with Far Cry 4, Mm -hmm. not having any of that knowledge that you have to overcome, the learning learning curve. Yeah, I didn't want any of that. So I'm, I'm happy playing this. I'll probably do this with a couple of other games in the near future, just older games that I just want to play again. And maybe even some older games that I never went back and played like Mass Effect had a fourth storyline. I never played it. The Andromeda storyline. Oh, okay. I never Hmm. played that one. So maybe I'll go back and play that after I get done with these first three. And this has got to sing on that new computer though, doesn't it? Does it look Uh, awesome? It's it's super crisp, super clean, super clear. I can have everything open on this computer at once. All my, you know, web pages, my applications for Gen X Grown Up and still play this game. Uh, The only thing I have to do is switch everything over to the big TV so I can play it and not have to wear glasses. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Mo, what about you? What are you playing? So actually, this is a board game. Ah, cool. Yep. I played nice. it last weekend, actually. We were over at my daughter's place, and it's actually not a new game. It's called Forbidden Island. Okay. It's, it's been mm-hmm. around for quite a while, actually. It's a neat game because it's it's one of these games that basically the map is a bunch of hexes that you just kind of mix up, kind of like Catan did, put them down, and it kind of makes a random map. Kind of randomizes the environment. Kind of okay. randomizes it. Yeah. But the thing that's really cool about this game is it's one of these all these players against the game type of games. Like, you're all oh, working okay. together to beat Cooperatively, the game. Cooperatively. Yep. It's like everybody wins or everybody loses exactly. kind of deal? Or? Exactly. Okay. Everyone wins yeah. or everyone loses. Ah, okay. And the whole purpose is that you have to jump around this island and collect the treasures and then get everybody to this one spot to escape the island. And every single character has different things that they could do, so like special abilities. And so it really takes like working together. And it kind of promotes that too, where you're like, okay, well, if I move here on your turn, since you have the ability to exchange things with anybody, I'll move here, then you can exchange with me your turn and you could do da 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 da. And it does a good job because the whole per thing is that the island's sinking. So you have to retrieve all these treasures before the whole island sinks. Did they ever show this on that Will Wheaton YouTube yes, they series? Did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where oh, I know it from. Yep, that's your description. Okay. I was like, that sounds familiar. It okay. absolutely is. Really, what I wanted to bring up is just one, just the fact that it was a cooperative game. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even my grandson was playing with us. He's eight, but he was able to play because it's cooperative. Like we're all helping each other and we helped him and it wasn't like. And you could lead him along, right? You kind of advise him what to do and it wasn't cheating because 
you're you're intended to work together. And he's great on his own, though. But still, though, it was like he would do a move like, well, you know, if you do this and maybe my turn, I, you know, kind of helping him think ahead, that kind of thing. Sure. And yeah. it was just fun. It was like community, like family talking, just having a great time. And let me tell you, there are a few ways I could think of spending a better evening with your family. I so wish my wife enjoyed cooperative multiplayer <laughs> board games. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Grace. No. 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 She's out for blood in any game she plays. I got all the treasures. George's <laughs> wife enjoys crushing her competitors. It's That's been right. two weeks since we've been back from SFGE at this point. She still talks about whipping my ass in pinball. <laughs> Remember that game I crushed you in? Wasn't that fun, honey? Was that fun? <laughs> Wasn't that fun? So now she wants to go play in a pinball arcade here in town. I'm like, okay, great. More of this. And then right as she's talking about that and how she whipped my butt. Oh, honey, by the way, I want to learn how to go shoot guns. Can you teach me? No. Whoa. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. She may learn on her own. And- I don't know what board games you want to play, but we ain't playing that one. So, Mo, how much did, do you know how much this Forbidden Island game goes for? Is it expensive? Is it? No, I don't think so. It's. I think I actually look at the price. I think it's in the $23 range, somewhere around there. Oh, okay. $30.99. It's 39, there you go. 30, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's, it's a high quality game. I mean, the pieces are really nice. We failed. We, we died. Oh, no. Did you? Yep. We all failed. But it was still fun. because. But you still had fun, even though you Fail. And even though, and because huh. it got down to the end and everything was sinking around us, and we were like, oh my God. And the next card would determine our fate, and it was the worst card that could be, and we all died ah, and we all laughed about it. Oh no. And we all blamed the person who drew the card, even though they had nothing to do with it. Right, right. <laughs> Random chance, but it was your fault. It was still yeah. your fault, right? <laughs> well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. America's typical food basket is changing, and Mazzola corn oil can be part of it. Today's diet has more lean meats, salads, and more fresh vegetables. That's where Mazzola corn oil comes in. It's 100% pure corn oil. It's low in saturated fats with no cholesterol. And no leading oil tastes lighter. Remember, this tells you it isn't sunflower or soybean oil, but the only leading brand made from the goodness of corn. Mazzola corn oil. Make it part of your food basket. As we enter the last segment of the show, this is where we take a moment to talk about what we're looking at or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together to speak. And I'm going to start with you, Mo. What do you have on the horizon? Oh, let's see. I got, I'm going to fix that player's guide shelf nook thing that I got. Oh, pre-broken thing. The pre-broken one. Dungeons and Dragons guy, right. (laughs) I got all the pieces in. I'm going to fix that sucker. I'll even probably do a little video on it. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching the movie Respect, the Aretha Franklin movie. Ah, Oh, yeah. yeah. That's out now. Jennifer Hudson. Definitely looking forward to that one. 
And the thing I'm most looking forward to by far is the new Foundation TV series that's coming out on Apple TV September 24th. Adapted from Asimov, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, the ah, trailers okay. look freaking amazing. I hope they do a good job with that because if they mess that up, oh, I'm going to be hell to pay. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, it sounds like the people who are doing it, like, because the original Foundation, for those who don't know, is actually a bunch of short stories. They're all linked mm-hmm. together. And so mm-hmm. this one, though, they're expanding that quite a bit. So you're going to see more of the city of Trandor. You're going to see more of like making it like a bigger story, which I'm totally fine with as long as they do a good job and stick to like the basis of the story. But the trailers though look amazing. So I'm super excited. I hope they do a better job of mm. taking short stories and expanding it than the people did who did World War Z. Because that's oh, what yeah. World War Z the book was, yeah. right? It was a whole bunch of little anecdotes, sub stories right? from different points yep. of view and uh, you know, they took the Brad Pitt angle and lost it. Yeah, damn totally line. lost the whole thing. So I'm hoping, yeah, I hope <laughs> they don't do that here. So, but yeah, definitely that's what I'm looking forward to. How about you, John? Yeah, I have a few things that are on the horizon. So the first is a film that comes out the day after this show, September 10th. Probably, maybe the best horror film. It's shaping up to be the best looking horror film of the season called Malignant, oh, directed really? by James Wan. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to say pig. <laughs> no, no, not called pig. No, no, no. <laughs> Lamb. <laughs> this is, I think it's uh, another Bloomhouse production directed mm-hmm. by James Wan called Malignant. Uh, this woman is has visions of these murders, I think, and it turns oh, out they're actually yes, visions yes, of real year. murders yeah. that are happening. Right. Excited yep. to see that. Uh, on the same day, September 10th, the first episode of the next in the Life is Strange oh, series, Life yeah. is Strange True Colors, Ooh. is released. Okay, so I didn't finish the last one because yep. I kind of fell out of the story of the brothers. Is this one, who's this This be? one looks like a return to form. We're yeah. back to some cool paranormal stuff. The idea here is that the young lady has the paranormal ability to sense the aura of emotion around people. Ah. And if they have incredibly strong emotion, it overwhelms her and magical things happen. And she's returning home to a town where her brother has passed away in an accident. Ah. Not an accident. So new yeah. characters, new locations. All new. All okay. New. Yep. yep. Yeah. Like there's a link in the same world kind of thing. There could be some crossover. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Same universe. Yeah. New characters. Yeah. Looks promising. Awesome. Just the first episode is going to be serialized like everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I'm most looking forward to, though, is a new film coming out September 17th, Cry Macho, starring Clint Eastwood, what? directed oh, by yeah. Clint Eastwood. What? That man, no matter how old he gets, he d- commands the screen. He has charisma to burn, even though he's, I don't know, 195 years Something old. Like that, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Looks like he's a, a retired rodeo star, and he's uh, his friend who used to work with him in the rodeo has sent him down into Mexico to get his son, who's gotten into some bad business. Yeah, because there's nobody like a 112-year-old man to go after your yeah. son in a foreign country. But it's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> even at his age, he's a bad man. So yeah. Cry Macho, September 17th. I'm really looking forward to that coming out in the theaters. George, what about you? What do you got coming up? Uh, Well, you know, I've only got one thing that our listeners can share in, and I'm going to lead off with that one. One of my uh, favorite comic book storylines of all time in the independent scene, back from a long time ago, Why the Last Man has a new TV Mm. series that's coming out. It's going to be on September 13th. So that'll be a good one. I can't remember what network or channel it's on. I know it's in the public domain. That's how I'm going to watch it. So... (laughs) I think it's Netflix, actually, but you'll have to do a little bit of searching. But why the last man? It's a really interesting storyline. Essentially, 
all men on earth, anybody with a Y chromosome dies almost instantly from some kind of weird plague or virus. And one guy is left and everybody wants him because they're all women. So uh, he's super popular. Oh, he's super popular, <laughs> but not necessarily in a good way. There's right. weird kind of things going on. Great okay. series. Won a lot of awards. Roger. If you're in the okay. independent comic stories, that's the one to go for. Other thing that I'm looking forward to is building out my new man cave space to do all of my fun projects and toys. I've got tables set aside for doing work with electronic boards and I've got tables set aside for doing 3D printing and getting back into the quad copters nice. and all that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I really want to have a space where I can do that. This office is great for entertainment. It's great for doing my work from home stuff, but it's not great for soldering or painting or anything like that. That bigger mm. space is going to be really nice for that. Uh, and then the last thing, the thing I'm looking most forward to is my first family vacation in two or three years at this oh, point. Wow. My wife and all my kids were all going to Disney. Nice. In the next oh, coming finally. weeks. And uh, we're going to go to all four parks. So nice. it's wow. be interesting. Make it a huge yeah. trip of it. Well, we got seven days. And oh, nice. in Florida yeah. right now, they had this special where you could get four day passes with no park hopper stuff for like 65 bucks a ticket. That's not bad. That's not terrible. No. That sounds expensive. But for those of no, us no, who no, live no. in Florida, no, we yeah. know that's not that's expensive. Not expensive no, that's a great deal. Yeah. It's about half price for their regular mm-hmm. tickets. So they want to go to all four parks. So that's what we're going to do. I'm looking nice. forward to that. I can't decide if I'm looking more forward to Avatar at Animal Kingdom or Star Wars, or <laughs> the Star Wars stuff at <laughs> Disney Studios. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard great things about both of those. Is this a postponed COVID trip or is this something that you've just planned? No, this is uh, uh, my wife said she wanted to go to Disney last minute type of trip. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, honey. And therefore, it's better than learning how to shoot guns. So we're going to do this yeah, one instead. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pick one. Disney. Disney, please. Disney. Yep. Nice. Uh, before we wind it up, I want to take just a second here to welcome Phaedrus, a brand new patron who joined us over on Patreon.com. Oh, wow. He joined us at the $10 level. Thank you so much for wow. joining us nice. over there. Nice. We always like to call out folks that either uh, join us new or, uh, or upgrade the their status over there. Phaedrus listens to the podcast very regularly and I reached out to him and uh, thanked him and he said, yep, keep up the good work. We're really happy to support you uh, and we're happy to have you here. So thank you again, Phaedrus, for your support. Glad to have you along for the ride. That is going to wrap it up for episode 106 of the show. We'll be back in two weeks with a regular edition of the show, of course, but next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Now, George, I want to let you take the honors of letting them know what is coming (laughs) their way next week on the backtrack absolutely john got his podcast now i get mine it's the 40th anniversary of my favorite video game 10 years younger than me galaga wow hit arcades in 1981 time to go back and look at double ships and bumblebees and butterflies and (laughs) war game movies and everything else we can think of as it relates to one of my favorite shooters of all time galaga nice that's great and i think a lot of people's favorite shooter of all time well deserved and well earned that's going to be a lot of fun i hope you will join us for that episode it's going to be very special until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you man oh man always fun fourth listeners though it's you we all appreciate most of all and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot
French fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. And you know that Mo is here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> or apparently we don't know that Mo was here. I thought Mo was here. Okay. <laughs> Through the magic of editing, that pause will sound a lot less. It'll just be a blooper later. You'll never even know it happened. Right. <laughs> Alexa, what's the notification? Since she's going to yell at me again. One new note from Amazon Shopping. The notification John, is that you are in the middle of a podcast oh, recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you'd like to learn more, please say fuck off. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.